0: Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, Super Busy Mommy Coach. Today, I am super excited to have Emily Karen joining me. Emily is a female empowerment and success coach, helping moms slow down, ditch the rules, and write their own happily ever after guilt and apology Emily is a total badass. We've had conversations on social media before. I'm really looking forward to this. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Great to have you. So we were just chatting a little bit before this started about busy mom life and um, how you are all glammed out for your date. (laughs) and and I'm in you know workout clothes because I've been working from home and homeschooling a five year old all day and it's just like this is the reality right like like who would we be to talk about this if we went to like some studio and got our hair and makeup and costume ready for this like that's just not the reality of our lives
1: Right. And that's why when I, I hopped on, I was like, Hey, I just, I'm letting you know that I didn't do this for you. <laughs> I got somewhere to be after this.
0: So, uh, you know, like disclaimer, but yeah, we do what we got to do and we make it work. Totally. Like we are the the busy moms and yeah. you know, the moms trying to juggle everything just like our clients are. So we know yep. from experience. Yeah. We're in
1: the trenches with them. Yep.
0: Totally. So the people listening to this most of them know a bit about me and my backstory. Um, But let's hear a bit about your backstory, you know, share with them, how you came to find this calling and what in your life brought you to this point.
1: Yeah. So, so I'm a, um, a mom, four little kids, uh, married. I have a quintessential happily ever after kind of life, which was all I ever wanted. I just wanted to be a mom. I just wanted to quit my job and make homemade baby food and live happily ever after. Um, and I got, I did that. I got that. But the crazy thing happens when you get everything you thought you wanted and realize that it's not quite what you expected and it wasn't enough. And so while I loved my kids and I loved motherhood, I wanted more and I had a lot of guilt and shame and I didn't know what to do about it. And so it really kicked off a good, I would say like 10 year soul searching journey of fighting with who I really was and what I really wanted, with who I thought I should be and who I thought I had to be and really learning to kind of unlearn all the rules about what makes a good wife and a good woman and a good mother and really figuring out who i actually was and then having the courage to kind of say that out loud and to want to share that story with other women and to help other women realize that we don't have to do it the way we thought we get to do it the way that we want to and decided i decided to start a blog to really just share my journey with other moms and to kind of have a creative outlet and to really be something for me beyond motherhood that I, that I needed. And that evolved into a coaching business. And so now I work with women one-on-one and in groups and in my community to really help support them in figuring out what it is that they want to do. I don't tell moms what to do or how to live or what decisions to make. I help them find the answers for themselves and then have the courage to really show up for their one wild and precious life, completely authentically who they are without guilt or apology.
0: I love that. I mean, the without guilt or apology, like, I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, that we've learned to feel guilty about pursuing a life that we actually want, you crazy, know, right? <laughs> but and meanwhile, that's, that's the reality of it for yeah. so many women. And I'm sure men too, but we're talking about women right yeah. here, right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So another thing struck me about what you said, you said a 10 year journey. Yeah. And so I just like expand on that because I know for so many people, I mean, we live in a culture of immediate satisfaction and it can be when you see the success stories in the testimonials or Mm -hmm. online or in that YouTube video, it can just seem like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me that I'm not there yet. You know, I went to like three personal development seminars and read some books and yeah. Yeah. It's like, why am I not getting it? So can you, can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, it really was um, from the time I started motherhood to really learning and, and getting to know myself better and and really like coming out on the other side of it was a good 10 years. And I kind of joke that I took the long way. So you don't have to like, don't I don't recommend it taking 10 years. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to take 10 years. But for me, um, it wasn't until I really came upon um, Glennon Doyle, who at the time was Glennon Doyle Melton. She was a Brand new blogger, not a you know New York Times bestselling author, not Oprah's book club. She was just a blogger, and one of her posts had went viral, and it was called "Don't Carpe Diem," and it that's how I found her, and it saved me. It was the first time I'd ever seen anyone say that motherhood is hard, not because you're doing it wrong, but because it's hard and that it wasn't as, you know, she wasn't pretending to be this perfect Pinterest mom and she wasn't pretending to have it all together. And she was sharing and she was way hot, more of a hot mess than I was. And that just, you know, was so liberating. And what that offered me was a crack. And I don't remember exactly at what point in this sort of journey of who am I? What do I want? Feeling this, just feeling so lost and disconnected from my own life because I, I guess like what comes after the happily ever after. I had it and I didn't. It wasn't good enough, and then I felt you know all of these things. And so when when I came across that, her and that article in particular, and then began following her, um, it gave me a crack of light that it wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. And once I had that that little bit of a, a bit of light shining in the dark space, I was able to allow myself to really start exploring what it is that I wanted if it was okay to want more, if it didn't mean anything about me as a woman, as a mother to not be totally satisfied alone with motherhood. Um, If I could dare do the unthinkable, like go back to work, like what would I do? Like, you know, thoughts that I just never thought I would until my kids were grown of course, you know, in, in school for sure at the earliest and all of these things. And I just, I, once that door cracked, then it became a journey of, of self-discovery of reconnecting of asking questions that I honestly had never asked myself about, you know, what did I actually want and who was I actually meant to be? And a big lightning bolt moment for me was when I realized that all the rules that I had lived by and built my life by and, and really standards i had held myself to were just other people's opinions, <laughs> and, created by people just like right. us. they have this yeah. really divine, you know, <laughs> Like that had make like for some reason, and it sounds so silly to say it, but I, I just really believe there was a right way to live. There was one right way, and I wanted to do it right. I wanted to be a good mom, and so I thought I had to figure it out, which is extremely stressful, which is extremely exhausting. And spoiler alert: like there is no right and wrong way. There's no one right or wrong way. There's no black and white. There's a million shades of gray, and if you ask a million people, they're all going to have a million opinions. So why not just figure out what I want to do? and do that and trust to know that's enough. And, and it is, as silly and simple as that sounds, at the time it was like mind blowing. And, and that really, um, then once that had, had that revelation, it was like, okay, well then what do I actually want? So it was really a journey of, is it okay to want more? I can want more. Hey, actually following other people's rules doesn't even make sense. So, what are the roles I want to live by? So it was really like a culmination of all of those things um, and then the crazy part is, is like I decided to start the blog, that turned into a coaching business and then who i 've become in the process of starting my business is like a whole nother level of personal development and growth and change and expansion and so it 's kind of this ongoing never ending thing
0: as yeah, I'm sure sure. i 'm mean, sure when, right? when you're coaching other people through something that just reinforces it in yourself and you have to bring yourself to another level, you know, to be able to coach people, but also being that person requires skills that really stretch you.
1: And starting a business and getting paid and being visible and asking people, like when I published my first blog post, I sobbed because I was so afraid and I felt so like, who am I to have an opinion and write a blog post. Right. It felt so like I was so scared to be judged and people were going to, what are they going to think? And then I overcame that hurdle. And then it was now I have to post on Facebook that i like, you have, people should pay me for advice and, and coaching and thinking of all the people that you, you know, from high school and that are going to be judging. So I had to overcome that obstacle. And, you know, it's just, it's like one new level, new devil. Right. And so it's, as you step into, the next level, you're just going to continually have to grow and expand in order to keep, keep rising. But I'm committed to that because there's no other way as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And you're a badass, so it'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I have, I've, I've committed that
1: it will never end, which is also a really big relief, right? When you know that it's not about arriving, it's about just being better every day. It really takes the pressure off getting somewhere and you're really able to enjoy the journey, which makes it actually happen faster and better and easier than you can expect when you're not trying to strangle it to death and putting so much pressure on whatever it is for you.
0: Yeah, no, totally, 100%. Um, So I mean, you mentioned so many barriers that moms face. um, And again, dads, grandparents, everybody, but we're talking about moms here. you mentioned so many barriers and I'd really like to dive into those. And I know right now, um, as people are listening to this, it'll be published probably a month or so later. Um, we're going to have, I mean, people are still going through COVID. There was this global pandemic. Some people might've heard of, and, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Now, you know, there's the whole school situation, which seems to be changing every four seconds and adjusting to that so much uncertainty. And so I really want to dive into that and how to deal with it. But I feel like first, it makes sense to just get into, in general, what are the barriers? What's the mindset of a mom who thrives no matter what the universe throws at her? And Mm -hmm. then let's talk about, okay, now how do we apply this to the current crazy situation?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, when, right when you were asking that question, the first word that popped into my mind, uh, you know, what is a mom that thrives no matter what the universe throws at her? And it's that she's untriggerable, that really? she really is, um, she knows who she is and what she wants and what she values and what matters. And so nothing that anyone else is doing or saying or promoting or whatever can really affect her on any level. She'll take other information into consideration. She's open to growing and expanding. But a woman who, a a mother who is is really connected to what matters and she knows those things on a deep level, she's not gonna spend her time reacting to the latest catastrophe or freaking out or going into overwhelm or or, or really like just losing herself. She She doesn't let fear take her out. She's calm, collected, and she's really aligned with what matters most for her. She writes her own rules. And so she also knows that she knows what's best for her and that she knows how to make the best decisions for her family. And lack of that connection and self-trust is, is makes things so much harder for us. Um, Life is uncertain. And if we can't even trust ourselves, you know, what can we trust, which is why we feel so crazy. And so just unsure, especially in times such as these, but we do have the power to really get control of things. And it it doesn't have to be as crazy and chaotic as it feels. I mean, this is a crazy time, don't get me wrong. But we can still, we we will be okay. We can be okay. We just have to really know that and believe that.
0: Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, there's not really too many options other than to be okay. Like, we don't always feel okay. But like, either you die or you end up okay. You know what I mean? Like, But we don't,
1: (laughs) you're totally right. But we get into a lot of drama before Mm -hmm. we end up there. Because the truth is, is you've survived 100% of all the awful things that have happened to you. And instead of like being on this emotional crazy of oh my god and this and that and what are we gonna do and then and like kids in school, like you know how this ends. You're gonna figure it out. <laughs> you, like so, let's just skip all that and let's just remind ourselves that we are more powerful than we realize and we'll be fine. You don't have to love every minute of it. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be something that you would have chosen, but you don't have to let it throw you into a tailspin. Time will pass regardless. Bad things will happen regardless. Good things will happen regardless. Wouldn't you rather just be in a different place to have a different experience between A and B between where you are and and when it ends, whatever that is, or whenever that is, it's like you get to determine your experience. That's what you do have control over. And you can make some really powerful decisions right now that will drastically shape your experience.
0: No, you're a hundred percent right. Because, you know, it's normal when we're hit with things to feel grief or anxiety or whatever it may be. And don't get me wrong. You can You um, have those human emotions. Yeah, you can have those human emotions and you can lessen their impact over time. But no matter what, we're human and we're going to feel yep. things. But we add a whole layer of suffering to whatever the situation yep. is when we go into that mental chatter, you know? Yep. And so just like you said, there's the situation and like, wow, this is stressful. And then there's the, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I can never do this. What's going to happen? All yep. of that adds layer upon layer upon layer of suffering to the experience instead of, like you said, just being like, wow, this sucks. Okay. (laughs) What information do I need to make a decision? Okay. I have that information. I'm going to decide this and there we go. And whatever happens is going to happen and I'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different mind. It's a freeing mindset. It is, it's it's freeing. It's it's
1: deciding that you know you're gonna be okay no matter what. And once you've decided that, then you really are untriggerable no matter what. You know that you'll be okay. And it, it's really about it's never about what's happening, it's the story we tell ourselves about what's happening. So we can tell ourselves that this is the worst terriblest thing to hit our household. That I mean, and I'm not trying to minimize any of the very real awful things happening with us right now but if we're talking about just like kind of the average mom who's struggling with the chaos and the disruption to her life um you know she i mean this does apply to everyone but let's specifically talk to that situation you can tell yourself that this is just terrible and awful and in virtual learning as a nightmare and you very well may be right right but if you tell yourself that that's going to be your experience mm-hmm focus on what you want. Focus on the fact that your kids are home and safe. Focus on the fact that, you know, you're able to work this out, even if it's a challenge, even if it's hard. Um, Focus on the good thing. And this isn't meant to be a little bit of like Pollyanna, stick your head in the sand, ignore what's happening. It's just really recognizing that what you focus on is what you get. And so if I say everything is working against me, that is what it will feel like all day, every day. And if I say everything is happening for me, even when I can't see it, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it's hard, I might not be having cartwheels through the experience, but I'm going to trust and know and believe that there is good coming of this, even if I don't know what it is. And that's going to help, that's going to help me endure. It's going to help me get through it. Hope is literally like a, a thing that we need. And it really is the thing that, that keeps no matter what is happening, keeps us forward facing and that's gonna allow us to actually solve the problems and the challenges from a more empowered, clear headed space versus freaking out and sky is falling. Not only does that place suck and it's no fun to be in, but you don't really make great decisions from that place. You don't really get into problem solving in that place. You don't really, you know, make forward progress. You kind of just freak out and add gasoline to a fire
0: that really doesn't need it. Yeah. And hope is rational, right? I mean, the opposite, right? Like, you know, dread is also right. Like the universe is just kind of neutral and we can choose to feed the negative or feed the positive, right? Like this isn't about going into denial or like finding a silver lining, like, oh my God, I'm so happy that my grandmother died of COVID. No, this is not that. It's more like, this is the situation in front of me Mm -hmm. and I can acknowledge the things that are horrible, but I can either, you know, continue to feed those like, Oh my God, this is so horrible. What am I going to do? This is the worst thing. Why me universe? Or we can choose to feed whatever opportunities there are in that situation. Right. Like acknowledge, like, you know, you may be grieving, you may be highly stressed. You, you, you may have gone through devastation right Mm -hmm. now. And you can acknowledge that and still don't dwell on it, right? Like don't suppress it, but don't feed it. Choose to acknowledge it and then turn your energy towards, okay, what are the opportunities? You know, whether it's what you can learn from it, whether it's a genuine opportunity from Mm -hmm. the situation, you know? Um, I know personally I've experienced, a lot of opportunities over the past few months and i know a lot of people who i've spoken to have been able to acknowledge yeah. both sides so i mean that's what it is like you know the hope is rational it's you can choose to focus on either side you know you see a perfect examples of this and,
1: and i don't mean this to be insensitive in any way but you see businesses that are collapsing and you see businesses that are innovating you see and again this isn't meant to be like judgment on any other, but there are the same conditions Could there could be two restaurants or two hairdressers or two salons that are both facing the same kind of challenges. And one could just be like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not going to pay my bills. I can't, I've got to close down. I can't feed my family. Like, and put all their time and energy into that story and will likely be the result or be like, okay, I can't do this. What can I do? How can I innovate? How can I pivot? How can I start taking, what can I, and you're seeing it. You're seeing people, I mean, more so in the very beginning when things were like really locked down, but you were seeing, I remember uh, someone talking about like their um, nail tech was mailing out these little kits that people could take off their, their fake nails because everybody was like stuck and they had their fake nails on. And um, people, my hairstylist was making up like, custom root touch up kits that you could like pick up. And like, I mean, people were really innovating and finding ways. And is it ideal? Is it the same as business as usual? No, but there are also businesses who were never online that are completely going online and now will be able to go further even more because they've expanded their reach. And so I know it's not always appropriate for every industry, but, but there's always opportunity to mm-hmm. pivot and, and grow and change. And we get to choose as moms are we going to teach our kids that when life gets really hard and complicated, that we're going to just roll over and fall apart or that we really are tough enough to walk through the fire, that we are fireproof, that we can handle hard things. And this doesn't always mean it's fun, but I promise you, you have what it takes to endure. You really, really do. And you just need to remember that when things feel extra hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because our kids are going to do what we do. So yeah. all the time throughout the day, like, I, I, this is a practice. I ask myself all the time, like, what would I want my child to do or think in yep. this situation? And it's helped me to grow a lot because I find myself censoring myself because I'm like, I would never want my child to think that, right? Like I'm never going to look in the mirror and be like, oh, this dress makes me look fat because right, right. I don't want my son to be Self-conscious, about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be, there are certain things where I'll just want to complain and I'm just like, no, I wouldn't want my son to face it with that yep. attitude. So even though that's how I've been conditioned, I'm going to acknowledge that that's what I'm thinking and feeling, but not feed it. I'm going to choose yeah. something else to feed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we, we get to choose. We, we have the power of choice and when everything else feels out of control and like we have no power, we always have the power of
0: choice. Yes, we do. hundred um, percent. So, okay, let's get into some of the other obstacles. You've touched a bit on mommy yeah. guilt. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a rock star talking about that. So, go. You
1: know, <laughs> really what guilt is, is it's when we're doing something that we think we shouldn't be doing, or we're not doing something we think we should, right? And so it's the dreaded shoulds. We're shooting all over ourselves. And that really comes to us believing that someone else or something else, knows better than us, that all good moms should quit their jobs and be stay at home. All, all moms should constantly give their kids unending attention. Moms should tuck their kids in bed every single night with hugs and kisses and never like be anywhere else or whatever. And so there's some kind of rule or belief that you're holding yourself to when you have guilt. And so, The first step to busting mom guilt is to really dig deep. It's like, okay, I'm feeling guilty. Why? What what do I believe I should or shouldn't be doing that I'm doing? And who says? Where did that come from? Is that even true? And a lot of the times it's going to be something maybe from your childhood or from the collective society. But I really want you to start looking at and considering like, do I even believe this? Is this, is it really true that good moms tuck their kids in every single night and never like ditch that duty? Or are there good moms who maybe don't do that? Are there good moms who work? Like, of course there are. So is this even true? And that's why writing your rules is so, own rules is so liberating because when you write your own rules, guilt is completely eliminated. I don't do guilt. I don't have guilt. I make mistakes. I have remorse. I apologize. Not like I'm perfect, but guilt really comes from Not doing what you think you should be doing and I believe fully that I know what I need to do and I get to choose and it's okay for me to follow that and trust that and sometimes that means disappointing my kids and sometimes that means being with them or not being with them and I don't feel guilty about that because I know I'm a good mom. And I also know that I don't need to be with them 24 seven to be a good mom anymore. In fact, I'm a better mom when I'm not with them. And so while like literally tonight I'm going on a date night after this, um, my daughter came in she like got hurt outside, like nothing major, like fell in the grass and she was like sobbing and crying. And then she's like, I don't want you to leave. You're always gone. We have been together in this house since March. (laughs) We always gone. Like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) you're crazy. I've gone to the grocery store. Like that's like, we, I haven't, we haven't gone in a day night, literally in um, months. And so, yes, my heart is like, oh, you know, I, I feel for her, but I'm also like, I I get to leave. It's okay. And, you know, I hugged her, I kissed her. I said, I'm not leaving for a little while. And She ran off and she's fine and she'll be fine. And we're going to be gone for like two hours. Like, it's not a big deal, but we can tell ourselves some story about how we're abandoning our that she's sad. And maybe it's because she's my fourth kid and I'm kind of over that, but, but it's just, or we can tell ourselves like, she'll be fine and she will. And I deserve to go out. And my husband and I haven't had an uninterrupted conversation in months. And that's important for us too. And so I don't feel guilty about going tonight. I don't. Now, conversely, if for some reason, something she brought to my attention, something didn't feel right, that I felt this sense of like, I need to be home and it's important for me to be here. Maybe she's going through something right now. Then I get to make that decision. And then I don't feel guilty for canceling date. I I trust myself enough to make the right decision.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so then there's
0: no guilt because I know what's best for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm just thinking like now about, you know, some of the other situations where we can feel guilt, where we're forced into a situation, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially like a lot of the moms I work with, like single moms, moms going through Mm -hmm. some sort of crisis even before COVID. And so like, you know, maybe they always like valued being the stay at home mom and that is, Mm -hmm. you know, their calling and now they're working two jobs or, you know, maybe the opposite, you know, they really valued their career and then they had to quit and stay home with their kids because of whatever reason. And, you know, um, and so in those situations too, there is still a choice. Like just because the universe isn't flopping in your lap, the choice that you would want to make, first of all, long-term plans, super important. Like Mm -hmm. it is so healing to just know that you're on the road, even if it's a five-year plan, 10-year plan, knowing that you're on the road makes you be, like, it removes the guilt because you're on that path. You're doing everything you can do, yep. but also no matter what the situation is, it goes back to what are you seeing there? Right. So you can see what choices aren't there, or you can look at everything in front of you and see what the benefits are from that situation. You know? And so like, for example, um, you know, I always wanted to be, home a lot more, right? Mm -hmm. I had a stay at home mom. And even as a child, I remember valuing that my mom was always there, you know? And then I couldn't be that mom. I absolutely had to work to provide for me and my son. And I ended up, you know, my best opportunity to do that was to be away 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was so much guilt with that. And then I ended up realizing like, wait a minute. So I'm not going to be that mom who's always there. But so does what what mom can I be that is really powerful? And I realized, you know what? I am, the, I am the role model, right? Like I can't be the mom who's necessarily there, but I'm right now, I'm gonna really take advantage of the fact that I'm a role model. And so I try to tell my son about work to instill values in him, like work ethic, all of that stuff to really take advantage of the situation that I do have. And I'm not gonna feel guilty about not making a choice that it is impossible for me. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing is we, and Glennon Doyle says this most beautifully, is that we have our job description wrong as mothers. We think it's Mm -hmm. our job is to protect our children from pain. And it's really not. Uh, Our job is to teach them that they can handle whatever life throws at them because the, the reality is our job is to prepare them to leave us our job is to equip them for the world. And that includes overcoming hard things. And that includes life not being picture perfect. And that includes resiliency and responsibility and all kinds of things that it's, it's easy to forget, uh, forget. Now, this doesn't mean that it's still not a challenge when you want to be with your kids and maybe you have to work. And then, so that's hard and that's not ideal. And that's a, that's a very valid struggle, but guilt doesn't need to be a part of that. That gets to be something different. Right. And so then you get to do what you can. Like you said, you're on a plan. You're trying to move towards a different solution work it out, figure it out. Yes. And you don't have to love every minute of that, but you certainly don't have to pile guilt on top of it when you're doing the best you can and really trusting and knowing that by you actually doing what you can, where you can, you're setting a powerful example to your children. and And that might make be more of what your child needs than you being home. And I f- firmly believe that everything does happen for us and everything is leading us towards our best life. And so while maybe you would not have chose to work 12 hours and be a single mom, maybe that actually is the best thing for you and your son. I mean, we, who knows, right? And perhaps if you had the the image that you had wanted in the, in the beginning, maybe it w- it wouldn't have been what you thought. Maybe it wouldn't have made you as happy. Maybe it wouldn't have been as good for him. And so you know, we don't know that, right? But we can choose to believe in that life is supporting us and it's always ending up for the best. We can choose to believe that because it lets us feel better. And I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm going to choose feeling better, even if it's a bunch of BS, <laughs> right? Because it's like, either way you are where you are. So you can romanticize about what could have been and, and missed opportunity and, and guilt and all these things that doesn't change anything or you can get into a place that actually makes you feel good and empowered. And from that place, then you can really make more, more meaningful change, whatever that is for you.
0: Yeah. And from that place, you're going to ensure the best possible outcome from whatever the universe throws at you. Yep. So like my situation, um, like this, there's going to be so much good that comes out of it because I'm choosing. Yes to take the good out of it. And if it had been another situation, I would choose to take the good out of that situation. And there, either way, there are things that I could say, you know, well, this is better and this is worse, but I'm choosing either way. I know it's going to be good because you make it good. And that's, you know, that mindset you were talking about and all, you know, I wasn't born feeling that way. It takes practice and (laughs) we should talk about that next. Like, yeah. So, for people who are listening and it's like, oh my God, you know, I kind of wish I could feel that way or, but I'm not like that. Or that's not me. Or I can't like, how do you become yeah. that person? How do you gain that kind of confidence?
1: It's a muscle, right? I mean, you could talk to that. it. It's, it's a muscle. You have to build uh, strength grows in increments. And we just need to start, start by awareness. What is the story you're telling yourself? What is that internal dialogue? What are your beliefs about? Motherhood, where, how, how, what is your relationship to guilt? Start. Most of us are so until we kind of wake up or just reacting to life. We're on autopilot. We're just from one thing to the next. We're not living intentionally. We're just sort of surviving, right? And so the very first step is to kind of wake up a little bit and be like, wait a minute, what am I thinking? What are my thoughts? What, what, do they make me feel good? Do they make me feel bad? And really just start paying attention. And then as you're paying attention and you're catching yourself going down maybe the fear track or the negative self-talk track or that thing you stop and you catch yourself and you stop the thought and you tell yourself a different thought so if the thought is i'm a giant failure and i get everything wrong you catch yourself and you say i'm miles ahead of where i was i'm on the right track i'm getting better every day every time i fall down i learn something new right like you tell yourself a more empowering thought. You help focus on feeling better, thinking better, feeling thoughts. And you really just focus on where you want to be and train that muscle. So it takes time, but after a while, you just don't entertain the negative thoughts anymore. They, they come in and it's like they, they go. You're, I mean, you're human and depending on what's going on, it can be bigger than others. You know Some things can be harder to move through than other things, but you get good at it. You just don't have the energy because you. when you get really focused on where you're going, so Michael Bernard Beckwith says, the pain pushes until the vision pulls. And I think that's such a powerful um, kind of something for us to aspire to is if we're trying to get out of the pain, we have to have a vision. We have to know where we're going. We have to know what we're working towards so we're not just running in circles. And when you lock in on that vision and you're really moving towards it, then as this stuff comes up, you just keep focusing on that vision and it's going to really pull you away from all of the negativity and all of the fear and all of the things that are just feel overwhelming. You just don't give them your attention. Um, but yes, it takes practice and, and you have to just do it over and over and it has to be a, a practice.
0: Mm-hmm can you think of an example from your decade long journey to sort of you know illustrate that you know to it's it's one thing it's one thing to say it and i feel like the example for people who are really struggling can really help them relate oh let me think i know i just
1: hit you with a big (laughs) no i know there's some there's some good ones um You know, I think a a more recent example that I think still illustrates the point is when I was just starting my business and it's so easy at at, at any moment to let the doubt and the fear take over, right? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm never, it took me six months to get my first paying client and it was six months of busting my butt and working hard and posting on social media and, and following, being in the DM and doing all the things I thought I had to do to try to, you know, grow an audience and prove that I knew something and that I could help people and, and really, uh, you know, gain credibility and gain trust. And that's kind of, a uh, it's kind of hard, right. To go for six months of working. Essentially, I was basically working full time. I mean, it was like in pockets of my mom life day, but I was, you know, getting up at 4am and squeezing it in and staying up late and ignoring my kids at the park. Cause I shouldn't have been on my, you know, device trying to do things, but, um, and, and just really when that fear and doubt of like, no one's ever going to pay you. Um, who do you think you are? Um, you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. Um, you're greedy for wanting to charge people to help them. You know, it just and, and it really becomes a practice of. I hear them like, you're never gonna, you're never gonna succeed at this. And, and sometimes I would entertain that thought. Well, like, is this true? And if it is true, like. What, what happens then. And, and, and sometimes you can kind of argue with the thought. So there'd be times where I would explore that possibility. And I was like, well, then I would have to get a job. I'd have to get a real job. I'd have to like, and I don't want to do that because I want to be able to have the flexibility to have my own business and work with my kids. And so like, yeah, that's not an option not succeeding is not an option. So if that option's off the table, then I have to succeed. And, and just really committing to like, I have to make this work. Um, you're, you know, you, nobody likes you. Well, people do like me, the right people like me, the wrong people don't, and that's okay. And the more people that say no, is making more space for the people to say yes. And it doesn't mean it's easy, right? Like it's, it takes a level of perseverance, but it really is just, and now it's like, those thoughts don't even cross my mind. I'm like, if you don't like me, cool. Like whatever. And you're, I don't like, like, not, I don't like you either, but like, I don't like, I don't need everyone to like me. I don't need to be, um, I know what I'm here to do. I know that I'm here to serve. I know that the people who resonate with me, find me and like me and the people who don't fall away and it's all good. But in the beginning that was excruciating. Right. And so you just, it's just an in increments. It's just, having the big enough vision will will help you really move through those doubts and fears
0: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um having the vision having the strong motivation having the practices to support you Mm -hmm. so you're not just blindly dealing with all these challenges and then actually going through it right so yeah. Uh, here's, you know, here's, here's a couple of things too, just to add to that.
1: We have to things that we want to happen don't happen. But things that become a must happen. And very often in our lives we confuse the two. We say, I want to lose weight. I want to succeed. I want to have this happen. But we don't really want it. It's kind of like wishing. Like, yeah, if anything were if I could have anything I want, I would haunt that. When there's a must behind it we find a way. And when you lock into that must, into that why, into that big vision, you're like, no, this is what I'm doing. You become committed to the process and you will do what it takes until it takes as long as it takes. And often we say we want something and when it gets hard or when we don't, things get challenging or our doubts and our fears and our crap comes up, we fold because we maybe don't really want it. And I see this a lot with people who are trying to achieve something they don't actually want. like, it's like you, you want the end goal. You don't want all the baggage that actually yeah. comes with it. And you have to be willing to say, I am willing to become the person capable of having the, end, the after that I want. Mm-hmm. And to become that person, you've got to outgrow your old BS. You've got to push when it's hard. You've got to keep going when things don't work. You have to get stronger, be stronger, build resiliency. That's part of the deal. You don't just get the rock and bod by thinking about it and dreaming about it. And spoiler alert, having the rock and bod is not really that satisfying. It's the woman you became in pursuit of it. It's what you overcame. It's how you grew stronger and it's when you grew tougher. And when you're committed to that growth, not just the after and and, again, whatever, you know, goal that applies to you when you're committed to that growth, then when you want to give up, you show up. Anyways, and you do, you get support, you get a coach, you get a mentor, you join a program, you have accountability in place, you invest in yourself, you bet on yourself, you put some skin in the game to say, I know, I don't know all this, how to do this. I know that I might fall down or want to give up. And so I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm going to make sure that, that I'm, that I have the support that I need and the guidance and, and, you know, whatever else it is. And so that is a huge part of it. I mean, for when I have had since I've started my business I've had I've had a coach in some capacity either a private coach or in a group coaching program for the last two years straight and I've grown and expanded and so much more in two years and I have probably the preceding 30 um, just from having not only the support and accountability but really my energy and intention is focused on I am I am doing what it takes and therefore, I'm getting the support I need and I'm going to make it happen. And just the act of deciding that and declaring that actually makes things happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I want to start a business. I want to lose weight. I want to run their ways. So I want, I want, I want to, but you don't want to become the person in, who is, who is, and I don't want to say worthy of that because we're all worthy of it, but who has achieved it.
0: You can't have it. Yeah. Everything that comes along with it. You
1: have to have everything comes along with it. All you the stuff
0: that goes along with it. it. Like you're not, like you said, I mean, I'm in health and fitness. You're not going to have that super strong, healthy, energetic right. body if you don't also take the, you know, the, the diet that goes along with that, the activity levels that go along right. with that, the sleeping and stress management requirements that go along with that. If you don't want to do those things, that's okay. I genuinely don't judge people who choose Definitely. that that's not a priority for them, that they want something else. But then you can't come, you know, say, right. you have to be clear on what you want. So then be clear. And free yourself from this like sense of inferiority that you don't Amen. have that or you're not going to be like, yes. actually, that's not that important to me. This is what's important to me. Right. I'm going after it
1: 100%. Yes. And we get to be in choice and we get to be powerful yes. women. And that's why I don't do the, like, I I don't want women get away with, I can't. I believe in women too much. I've seen the things women do. We can do anything we want to. You just have to want to. And if you don't want to, it's okay. But you said take yourself off the hook. Quit suffering and torturing yourself and being hard on yourself. Like, I I want a six-pack. I don't want to do what it takes to get one. So I'm not sad that I don't have one <laughs> because I made a choice. Would it be nice to snap my fingers and have that back that I did a few years? Sure, but it's not a priority to me. And I get to choose my priorities. And that puts me in my power. I'm not, av- I can't, it's harder for me. I can't, my, I don't have support. It's like, I'm not available for any of that. It might be true. It's all still BS because there's somebody within a worse situation than you doing more because they want it more. Doesn't make them better than you. It doesn't make you not good enough. It's just a decision. Mm-hmm. And we all have the power to make that decision. And one of the things that I, um, I really believe, and this is hard and I had a hard time saying this, um, but, I, when I really decided, so there, when I first started my business, it was a lot of kind of playing that to lose, like, well, I'm just going to kind of try it and I'm going to invest a little bit and see if I can do it. And it was like, I didn't really know, but there came a point about like six months in where I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm all in. Like, I don't care if it takes me 50 years to hit my goals. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and everything shifted when my energy shifted in that direction. But at that point I literally said to the universe, Whatever I need to learn to become the woman that I want to be, that has the business and the success that I crave, I'm available for it. I'm available for like, let's do this. Let's get messy. Let's get dirty. Let's get, take me through the mud and build me up and make me strong enough to handle the success that I say that I want. And the universe delivered because I, it's been a, you know, there's a brutalness to that. Um, but when you <laughs> open yeah, yourself is. up to like, I want the after, but I don't want to become the woman who has to go through the, the journey to grow in like, it's a package deal.
0: Yeah.
1: So are you willing? It doesn't mean it has to be awful and terrible and it's going to be the worst thing ever. It's the best thing ever, but it is not comfortable. And it's going to force you to grow and change and stretch and up, like just get out of your own way in ways you, you know, again, whatever that goal is, anytime we want something bigger than where we are, we have to really grow into it. And most people prefer comfort than growth. And most people are miserable. So choose. You have to choose. But yeah. 100%. remember you're in choice.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're in choice. And a hundred percent. And Along the lines of, you know, choose, well, I guess not as much choice in this situation, but, you know, growth and becoming the person, we're now in the midst of a situation that can make you that person if you do the things to that person. And, you know, again, like some people don't know what they need to do. And I get that. And if you're listening to this, hopefully we've given you some of the first steps you can take, but you know, like that's one of like, in this situation, it's like, okay, some of us ended up better than others, right? Like I'm, I feel so grateful to be able to work from home and have, you know, my full income and, you know, be able to take care of my child. Like some people, it was ridiculously brutal, right? Um, But at the same time, no matter what the situation is, this is a like sort of a lesson. To, I, I hate to use that word because it almost sounds patronizing. Yeah, I. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, this is a situation that has been thrown to us against our will. Yep. Where we can practice certain resilience skills. Yes. And we're going to have to go through it, no matter what. And we can yep. go through it while practicing resilience skills and becoming the woman on the other side who is now much better at handling a crisis and maybe yeah. the next crisis or the crisis after just makes it look easy. Yep. Or we can go through the crisis without becoming that person. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah that, that's exactly circling back to what we talked
1: about in the beginning is that when you, ch- when you choose and decide and say everything is happening for me, I can handle whatever life throws at me. Now you're open to the uncomfortable growth, the growth that, yeah, maybe you wouldn't have chosen, right? Maybe you don't love this. This isn't about pretending everything's great when it's not, but it's really recognizing like there is good here. There is good. And this is the exact conversation I had with my private clients. When this all started, I was like, listen, this is going to end. We don't know when, we don't know how, but you can be a completely different person on the other side of this. And we can use this you can use this opportunity you can fight it kicking and screaming it's happening regardless or you can lean in hard and say come in and teach me what i need to know i'm game i'm open this sucks let's just rip the bandaid off let's let's lean into it instead of fighting and resisting and that's where when you get in that place of overwhelm and freaking out you're resisting what is you're really mad that things are happening that you don't want to be happening But they are happening. So resisting them just makes it worse, just makes it more painful. It's like, it's like childbirth, right? Like if if you tense and fight those contractions, like it's going to prolong everything. If you're just like, I'm here, this sucks. I'm going to ride it out. It gets better and you get better. And we really do get to decide if we're going to let it
0: shape us or destroy us. Oh, I love that. Yeah. shape us or destroy us. Mm -hmm. Because it's happening either way. Mm -hmm. It's happening either way.
1: (laughs) And you don't have to like it. You can say, this sucks. I hate this. And still be here for the lesson. Be here for the, again, lesson, I I agree. It sounds patronizing, but it's like the growth, the practice, the opportunity. And we look at our children, right? It's so much easier when you think, if you think about this in kids, we see a kid who wants to learn how to ride a bike and they just want to be on the bike with their friends. They don't want to spend days or even weeks, you know, falling down, getting hurt, like learning. And as a parent, you have that patience to hold space for their journey. And when they, when they, when it's hard and they're crying, you feel for them, but you know, it's necessary that they have to go through it. And this is just like a simple example. Of course, this applies to everything in life. Right. But you don't have the drama and the emotion. And you're just like, I know it's just keep going. You got this. And it's like, you're just so much more patient and present. And you know that when they ride the bike, how they're going to feel amazing and they're going to go with their friends. And it's just like, and and they really would have earned it, right? It's the same thing with us in all of life's brutalness. It's an opportunity and there's good things waiting. We can't see them. And we might never be able to connect the dots in the way that we, that our little, you know, brains want to know that everything was like, you know, oh, that clearly that made so much sense. You know, we can't always see it. But well, we can, a lot of times, in, the, in looking back, in hindsight, we can see the through lines, and we can see the things that we learned, and we can see it. And you know, the other thing that, um, that I just want to point out, too, is we might, your life might fall apart in ways that are catastrophic. But maybe that's here to teach you that it needs to be rebuilt differently.
0: I love that. Because it's our lives so- will fall apart, whether it's now or some other time. Yeah. At some point in your life, it will fall apart catastrophically.
1: And you are strong enough to put it back together. Mm -hmm. Maybe losing your job and, and being like completely like terrified of financial is a big wake up call that you've been ignoring for too long that you needed to leave that soul sucking job anyways, or that you needed to have more in a savings account or that you needed whatever, right? Like it's, it's a two by four to the head moment. It's not fun, but likely if you look back, there were signs and whispers long before COVID. And we think COVID is ruining everything. It's just revealing things that were already there. It's bringing things to the surface, whether it's financial, relationships, career. And it's it's hard to say, like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's your fault. I don't, I don't mean it like that. But it's like, if there are things that we're trying to get our attention and we didn't pay attention when it was easier, now we have to pay attention. And so you can pay attention now. Or you can keep ignoring it and you're going to get the lesson later. It's going to come back in the next catastrophe. It's going to come back the next time. So learn the lesson, figure it out, grow, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not going to leave you. It's going to continue to torment
0: you until you pay attention. Yeah. And maybe the lesson was just that you can deal with that. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't even have to go deeper than that sometimes. Yep. I mean, the lesson could just be like you hung on to, you thought that if you were to lose this job, everything would fall apart. And it's just the lesson that, oh my God, I have choices.
1: And I'm that not your job it. isn't your source and your exactly. job isn't what... Yeah. We put our faith in the wrong things all the time. And now you've got put faith in yourself because, Hey, look what I did. I, I thought my job was my security and realized like, I'm my security. I got me no matter what the worst happened. I survived. And now you have a new level of self-trust and confidence. And now you're maybe not going to settle for that crappy job or that put up with that bad boss, because you're like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this. I can, I can find another job or like, exactly. You there's, there's always opportunities to grow. Always. Only. If you're willing. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and most people aren't. And especially now, like back to the idea of we're setting the example for our kids, you know, our kids are watching us go through this. And one of the things I see a lot, um, and this is not exactly related to the work that we do, but it kind of connects to it, is projecting our own fears in this situation onto our kids and assuming that it must be as bad or as scary or as whatever for them. And then I watch the kids go along with whatever the adult says. Like one adult can be saying one thing and I see a kid react totally differently than if another adult, like they, they go along with it. And so if we just kind of stay neutral and allow them to express how they're feeling, you know, like there's, we're teaching them how to go through this. Right. And so we can teach them to see opportunities. We can lead that example we can, they have, they're a blank slate and whatever we do is just going to impact them. And so Uh back to the idea of however you would want them to take this situation and handle it. Let's just do that ourselves.
1: (laughs) They don't listen to us. We know this. They don't listen to us. They will not do as we say, they will do as we do. And Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time yelling at our kids to do things that we aren't willing to do ourselves and they know we're full of it and they, they see right through us all the time. Right. And, and that's one of the big things that I really preach to women is become the woman you want your kids to be mm-hmm. Quit telling them who to be, quit telling them how to live, quit giving them advice. They're not listening. They're watching. So start walking your own walk and, and really show them that they're, that they're powerful, that they're unstoppable, that they're all the things that you would tell them that they are and can be, you need
0: to embody that ready or not. (laughs) A hundred percent. Love it. Um, So I'm sure a lot of the people are listening to you and are like, oh my God, I need to learn more from this woman. So (laughs) tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, um, what you offer, how they can follow you. Yep. So just the best place to come hang out with me is in my Facebook community, the
1: rebel mom life, where we're all just about rewriting our own rules and making our own way and being guilt and apology free. So just come in, and my get in that group, hang out. That's where I share all the information on, you know, working with me and programs and offers and things like that. So just coming out and you have tons of free content and you're in a community with other moms who are really committed to this very thing, growing out of the status quo, being better, and really committed to living their best life, guilt and apology free.
0: And I'm in that group and it's fantastic. And I love it. And I love the the lives that you do. It's, it's wonderful. It's fun. We have a good time. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Any, anywhere else.
1: Yeah.
0: That's really the best place. I
1: mean, my website is emilykaren.com. I'm on Instagram as well, but Really, the best place to hang out is the, the Facebook group. The Rebel
0: Mom group. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah, everyone check that out. Um, you'll find me in there commenting and taking part in the conversations because it's fantastic. And, you know, Emily, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Oh, so fun. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> You're such a badass. Um, uh, you for are those too. <laughs> of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning into the Badass Moms podcast brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. Be sure to subscribe, to follow us. And if you are a holistic practitioner or are looking for a holistic practitioner, make sure you go to HolisticTherapiesDirectory.com to meet your needs. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next time on the Badass Moms podcast.